This is the Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel and see the latest action from the studio. Let's go! And on the programme tonight, Philippe Clemong and Connor Goldson speaking about the Scottish Cup, speaking about the transfer window and speaking about the rest of the season. At the Celtic end, we've got Brendan Rogers talking about the new signing and who else might be coming in and the latest update on Cameron Carter-Vickers and others. We'll also hear from Stephen Welsh, of course, who went off injured just the other week in the big game. Back after a break, back from La Manga, is Barry Ferguson. Barry, welcome back. Thanks, brilliant to be back. Mysteries for a, a couple of weeks. So. You, get, you get a bit of tan there, the good weather, <laughs> training with Rangers. Were you, were you on the no pitch? training with, no. <laughs> watching, watching. So it was good to be over there, be among some uh, corporate guys, good laugh, but also good to to see the first team um, in action and, and see how the, the new manager goes about his business. So it was a, a brilliant few days. You said in your column today in the record, there are some people in life you meet one minute and then instantly you forget about them the next. That was the first time we met. Um, but there are others who make a lasting impression. It's hard to put into words. They just have that aura. You were really impressed by Clement. Yeah, I, I bumped into him, uh, Paul, on uh, Saturday night after after dinner and had a, a good chat with him for about 20, 25 minutes. Um, and as I said, I, I came away thinking that Rangers in, in good hands. He totally gets it. He gets the demands and the expectations of, of Rangers. He gets it's all about results and, and winning trophies. He's obviously got one trophy in the bag. That's the League Cup. And what I liked about him is just very straightforward and, and honest. And that's what you see. What you see him doing his press conferences, that's what he's like in, in real uh, real life. So I was very impressed um, with him and I came away thinking that, that Rangers have got a, a real good manager on their hands. How was the golf? Did you play well? Yeah, I yep. played, played okay. It was starting to get dark, um, but I was, yep. uh, I'm, I'm sure a couple of the cro- corporate guys will be listening in. I was, I was yep. two up in the 13th or 14th and we had to call it a day, so I still won. That's the main thing. Indeed. If you want to speak to Barry, Rangers fans, he's been face-to-face with the manager. They've had some time together. I mean, I saw in your column you're not going to go into private details, but it must yeah, be interesting. It just, yeah, but it's just about life in general yeah. and, and Glasgow, Paul. Is he liking Glasgow? Yeah, he, yep, he, he really likes it. Um, he just says, obviously, everywhere you go, you, you do get noticed, but that's that's what happens when you're at, either at Rangers or, or Celtic. Um and just talking about Rangers in general over, over the years um, and he understands how, how big a club it, it is um, and he understands that it's all about winning. Um, a draw is okay, a defeat's an absolute disaster uh, and that's what I got out of having a, a good chat with him in the hotel. Great to see this man back as well, isn't it? You've missed the Falkirk captain, Stephen McGinn. The great news is he's back playing. Stephen, welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be. Well, it hasn't really felt. I mean, we've been playing obviously with yep. Falkirk um, through through the break for, for the Premier League teams, but yeah, it's that big a bit of excitement with the, the Premier League teams coming back and the start of what's hopefully another cup run for Falkirk. Yep, you've got a pitch inspection tomorrow though. Yeah, I mean, the, the week's actually. I mean, it's not been as bad as first. I, I thought the game tomorrow would have no chance. Um, there's a pitch inspection at 10 o'clock so hopefully it can get cleared because I think if it's, if it's not on it gets moved to Tuesday so now that we've done all the preparation for, for Bonnie Rig we just want the game on now and Barry there's a pitch inspection at Dumbarton tomorrow but hopefully things will be okay is that a precaution? Yeah I'm sure Dumbarton will, will be desperate to, to get the game uh, um, played no doubt about it I'm sure Rangers will as well because uh, you don't want to wait to midweek I don't know when it would get rescheduled for Paul because obviously Rangers have got a game midweek against Hibs at Easter Road 
Um, so I'm sure both Dumbarton and Rangers will be desperate for the game to go ahead and hopefully it does as well Stephen we're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers Celtic didn't go away to the sunshine they had a week off and then they've been at Lennox Town for uh, the past week as well we'll hear from him in a moment or two with the, the latest what about the signing of Nicholas Kuhn who came in from Rapid Vienna yeah I think it's a posi- position they needed to address especially with Dyson Maida being away yeah. in the Asian mm-hmm. Cup Um Obviously, I mean, there's a lot spoken about any new signing. You get all the usual YouTube videos, but obviously we're not, not involved this weekend, but I'm sure Celtic fans will be, be desperate to get their first, first sighting of him next week. He, he's obviously a left footer that plays off the right wing, very fast. Um, in the small clips, you, if the first thing you think of in a Brendan Rodgers team is Patrick Roberts. He has that kind of look to him, the way he plays, and... If he can have the success that Patrick Roberts had at Celtic, then I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will be happy. You went all the way to the semi-final last year, Stephen. We just talked about it before. What was that like to get to Hamden? Yeah, it was a brilliant... Uh, obviously, the, the the way it ended wasn't great, but yep. we, we spoke about it at the start of the, the cup run last year. We were away to Wick Academy, um, way up north, and you speak about it, you never know. You just keep getting in the hat. Mm. You just never know. And the draw just opened up for us. So it's a message again. Uh, I'm looking at the fixtures and... There's a lot of Premier League teams with, with ties you would expect them to come through. So for us to get as far as we did last year, we're going to have to take out maybe a Premier League team or two. But it, it, it's exciting. Um, and we just need to um, get through this tricky tie against Bonnie Rigg and get ourselves back in the hat. And it kicks off tonight, Barry. Clyde against Aberdeen. It's hard to believe, isn't it? It's a year since uh, Aberdeen came to Darville and we know what happened. Yeah, that was... Um, I, I wouldn't say it was a, a shock result because you just no. need to look at Darvel's team yeah. um, on the night. A lot of experience in the SPFL. Um, and, and listen, Darvel thoroughly uh, deserved their, their win on the night and I'm sure it'll be a tough one for Aberdeen. Ian McCall's took over. He's an experienced manager and he knows the game inside out. So that'll be a tough one for Aberdeen tonight. One of the headlines today, Girona, who are top of the La Liga, as we know, which has surprised everyone. They're interested in Matt O'Reilly. You wouldn't imagine he'd be going anywhere at this time, Barry. Celtic are surely not going to sell him. I'd be absolutely shocked if um, they accepted a a bid for Matt O'Reilly. He's he's been exceptional this season. Um, In the middle of the pitch for Celtic, he's added a lot of goals to his game as well. So yeah, I, I, I can't see that happening. I could see it maybe happening in the summer, Paul but certainly not in January. Yeah, I agree. The, the one thing Celtic have done, and a lot spoken about their transfer transfer policy I mean, in terms of selling, being a selling club uh, as such, but one thing they have done is they've always kind of kept their team for the full season um, and I expect Matt O'Reilly to still be a Celtic player once this transfer window. Celtic fans, what are you thinking? Is there going to be a new keeper coming in? Is it going to be now uh, as a backup? to Hart until the end of the season to Big Joe or is there going to be somebody Kevin Kelleher has been mentioned a few times the Liverpool number two he's played what seven games this season could be could he be on his way to Celtic right let's hear from the managers Brendan Rodgers first the, the defending the, the, the holders of the Scottish Cup as we know what's the injury update ahead of tomorrow's game well Sunday's game isn't it with uh, Dumbarton yeah well they're, they're certainly clearing up we've, we've Bucky Thistle of course it is uh, like, Let's hear from the manager. Yeah, well, they're, they're certainly clearing up. We've we've got uh, the likes of Cam, who he won't be involved this weekend, uh, but by Ross County will be fine. He'll rejoin the, the squad. He's been out on the field now for a little while, so um, just been a frustrating period for him. This opening part of the season picked up some niggles on the back of not having a, a full pre-season, but we really hope that he can uh, now stay fit and and uh, and strong for the second part for the game Sunday. Bucky Thistle, he's not going to play. Cameron Carter-Vickers, not surprised really, is it, Stephen? 
No, but I think it's good news for Celtic fans that he's back on the pitch and, and ready to go for when the league starts next week. He's, as we've spoken about a lot of times, he's so in, integral to everything Celtic do and Brendan Rodgers will be delighted that, that he's back out there. Let's hear the manager speaking about what happened with Celtic over the break. Well, well I think until this point, the, the players had a, a well-deserved rest. They'd worked ever so hard in, in this opening period of the season. And then, of course, the last, last week and a half, we've been, uh, we've been working very, very hard on the pitch, so uh, so now we arrive in a really good place, and the uh, the team is looking really sharp. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was a much needed rest and, and extra work we were able to put in. Let's hear from Philippe Clement then. Looking forward to his game. What's the injury situation at Rangers? No, no, not okay. So Kieran Dahl get injured uh, in training camp, so he will be out for a while. Um, Kemar is still still injured. Danny will be injured probably until the last weeks of the season. So we don't expect him much faster back. And Ben Davis is the one who is closest to, to coming back. All the rest uh, have strained. Barry, that was unfortunate for Kieran Dow. Yeah. Um, what happened? It was just a, a training. Um, just a, a, a simple drill and he's obviously twisted his knee so it's it's no good news for him um, I actually spoke to him I travelled out to him on the, on the Friday and I hadn't met him before but again he was a, a very impressive young man he's, he's obviously been frustrated with his, his injuries but he just broke into the Rangers team of late and to be honest Paul he showed up really well I thought he, he was playing some good stuff and he was looking to kick on so that's a that's a sore one for him to, to, to take and it looks to me if he's going to be missing for the rest of the season. Came our roof as well. He's got a, a while away in Danilo. It looks to me if there is a good chance that he might not play again this season. But the, on the flip side of that, it was good to see um, Ryan Jack and Tom Lawrence um, come back into the fold because I, I think they could be important players uh, going forward for Rangers. The manager spoke today about the left-back position, speaking about Barisic, but more particularly he was asked about the speculation about Yilmaz maybe on his way. No, uh, there's not been talks around that. We had our individual talk, like with all the players in training camp. It was uh, very interesting with all the players, I have to say. Um, I told them also... It was the most open, trustful talks I had until now with the team about everything, about themselves, about their working points, about last couple of months, about the future, about the club, uh, things that we can improve with them, around them. So it was really good. And, uh, and with Ritvan, it was clearly a good talk because afterwards he played. So. We will see. I know uh, January transfer market, it's, it's always special. Uh, and you need to be prepared for everything and, and that's what we're going to do. What, what would you say on that about that position? What's going to happen over the next 10 days? Well, Barisic is, is out of contract. Um, come the end of the season, obviously, Red Vans come in and he's had a few injuries as well, Paul. Um, but I think he showed up pretty well. Certainly the, the friendly game against Copenhagen. I thought he looked at the, the part. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, he might want guaranteed regular first-team football when I don't think it's ideal for a manager to say you, you're guaranteed to play. You need to fight for your place. Um, but of late, he certainly impressed me. And you just need to wait and see what's going to happen with, with, with Barisic. Stephen, what do you feel about that Barisic versus uh, Yilmaz? 
Well, at the best, I mean, I, I always thought but, uh, Borna Barisic was Rangers' best, part of Rangers' best team. The Red Van one's a weird one because it seemed to be breaking in the last few weeks that that was him away. And then when you hear from the Rangers camp that it couldn't be further from the truth and it's not happening. So, it's yeah, it's what definitely one to keep an eye on. The, the thing I was interested in is within within there's not a lot of times you actually speak to a manager at a football club it's weird maybe you're a senior player you're a captain you speak to a manager more regularly or if you're someone that's doesn't mind chapping the door every Monday and say why am I not playing but it's probably a, a, a nucleus of a squad that don't often get a one-on-one chat with the manager so I think that's quite a good thing if the manager's able to say look that's where I see you it's part of my squad that's what you need to do to get in and if they've used the time like that to maybe get to know the, each other a bit better at it, I think that's quite a good thing I guess that's what he did yeah, Stephen's spot on. I was just about to say that. He, listen, it's been non-stop since he's come in as Rangers manager. Three games a week. You don't get much time, obviously, to, to get to know your players, and that was an opportunity for him in La Manga to, to sit down and have a, a good chat individually, um, get to know them, their personal life. What do they see happening in the the future? So I think it's a a really good idea for the manager to sit down with his, his players and and spend that bit of time with them. Let's see if we can get any insight into what's going to happen over the next 12 days or so till the window closes. He spoke about managing at his new club during the transfer window. It's, it's part of our job. Uh, it's not the most pleasant period. Uh, uh, I had moments in the past also that, uh, that your best player, for example, one, wants to leave in January because he gets an offer that he cannot refuse. Um, so you have a lot of talks with them, with their agents, with their wives, with their family, with everybody to keep them in a club. That's not been the case until now here. So, no, it's, uh, it's always a challenging period and I'm always happy when it's the 1st of February that there's a clear plan, that there's a clear squad because the, um, there are always a lot of rumour, noise. You get a lot of questions about that. Although you cannot say much because it's it's about uh, sometimes the, the moment yeah most of the time the moment itself uh, to decide yes or no so we will see I I know what the situation is we will see until now I don't have from any player here the feeling that they are jumping to to leave the building I feel that everybody's really involved in uh, in the club and uh, in uh, in what's going on here. So that's already a positive thing. I had already other experience in that way. But it doesn't mean that tomorrow that can start. I know uh, I've been now more than 30 years in, in this world, so I know how fast things can go. But I will select players who are committed to the club. Point. What do you think, both of you, what Rangers need now for the end of January, Barry? Who do you think will come in? Fabio Silva is obviously in. I still think they need another forward player. Um, no doubt um, about that. Seem as obviously... Um, off playing yep. international football um, and, and I'm sure the manager wants to strengthen all over the pitch ideally but it comes down to finances yep. is what exactly there so I think he'll, he'll need to do a bit of wheeling and dealing but I honestly believe he, he knows what he wants it's whether he gets that now or the summer um, but I'm sure he'll, he'll try his best and I'm sure the Rangers board will, will try their best to try and help him achieve that Stephen what do you think Rangers need over the next few weeks? I mean, I've said before, coming into the transfer window, I still think Rangers need a Stephen Davis type midfielder. I don't think they have that type. I think, I mean, Ryan Jack, someone, Sifuentes, they've got 
numbers in there, they've got quantity in there when everyone's fat. I know Raskin's back fat, but I still feel since Stephen Davis got injured that some a position, a type of player that they, they haven't replaced. And it, it's all well and good. I think European games, athleticism are, are Lundstrom and, and these guys seem to come alive at that level. But when it comes to breaking down defences and dictating a game, I still I still feel as if they've, they've got that void since Stephen Davis has been out. What do you feel about that, Barry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they need a a real dominant playmaker who can run a game of football in an ideal situation listen I think John Lundstrom since Philip Clement's come in has been exceptional Um, Raskin's just come back out of of fitness as well Ryan Jack um, is a big player but I I do agree with what Stephen says I think getting that dominant guy who can go and and run a game of football is is important for Rangers. And what about Lauren Shankland? As the clock ticks down, it looks as though he, he might not be coming to Rangers. Yeah, it's, all the talk is Hearts are going to make him the highest paid player um, in a long time. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. L- l- listen, I, I've had my say on it, Paul. I, I believe he's good enough to play with Rangers. Um, but listen, I, I'm not the guy that makes the decisions. Um, it's Again, we don't know what Hearts are actually wanting in terms of a transfer fee but I still think it's an area that, that Rangers will look to, to strengthen to bring in another forward Stephen what's he got 18, 19 goals yeah I, I was I was about to say I feel for Lauren Shankland within mm-hmm. all this until Barry said they're about to make him the highest player in mm-hmm. Hearts' recent <laughs> history but when you think of the, some of the Romanov yeah. wages yeah, I was going to say I thought <laughs> that as well and back to the Romanov days uh, where it was crazy I, yeah. I genuinely I thought I thought it was a no-brainer for Rangers yeah. at one point I thought it was going to happen Um I know what it's like in terms of um, my brother in, in this city when one club goes for you and it's, I mean it's everyone a granny asks you what's happening and it's probably went on for the last two or three weeks so I bet he's someone that's maybe glad to get the football back on um, maybe get his heart's uh, future secured and get the head down because there's no doubt um, if he keeps up his form for the first half of the season not only is he going to be on the plane for, um, for the Euros then he's in line for a start when you think of maybe Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams there's not someone that's grabbing that jersey by the scruff of the neck but it's maybe something that Lawrence ta- uh, Shanklin can ta- uh, target if his heart's uh, uh, future secured So on your paper t- sorry Barry yeah yeah and listen he's at an age where this is probably yeah. going to be his last big contract um, so uh, I mean he's a main man at hearts yeah. there's no doubt he, he is he's, he makes them tick um, but I do think he can go and, and play at Rangers so it'll be interesting to see and I think for Lon Shanklin as a person he'll want his, his future sorted mm. in the next couple of weeks because when you've got that dragging and everybody's talking about it it does affect you mm. it does Stephen will tell you when you, you get rumours about you it does it plays in your mind so I think it's important for Lon Shanklin as a person and a football player to get his future sorted as quickly as possible whether that's going elsewhere or staying at Hearts He's a Glasgow boy and I think mm. um, you know he was a Rangers fan and on this day 2006 somebody who came from the East who was a Rangers fan but signed for Celtic and it was uh, Kenny Miller I saw that in the paper in your paper this morning so is there any chance Celtic would come in for him? Yeah I, I don't see I don't see why not I think Celtic need another striker yeah. um, and what he will give you I mean Kyle go I think he rubber stamped his, his status uh, for Celtic as the main man in the recent Rangers game but what they probably don't have is when O comes on, maybe 20 minutes to go and you're chasing the result, he just doesn't have quite that knack that maybe Shankland has of, of nicking that goal. So I'm sure he's someone that spoke about 
Um, but I, th- I think just sometimes you look to guys like Lon Shankland. Lon Shankland in his career had a had hit rock bottom in terms of ability wise. In terms of he had to, he'd fell out the team at St Martin's second spell. Hadn't really did the business at Morton. Drops down to air in the third tier of Scottish football and really gets it going again. And and he's now a Scottish international that's been linked to Celtic and Rangers. So it's probably just that one last step for him in his career. And that's where everyone's looking for him to, to make. And he's got better wage. Yeah. There's yeah, no absolutely. doubt in my mind the last 12 months that I've watched Lon Shanklin, he is a better all-round footballer. And he does the hardest thing in the game, Paul. And that's put the ball in the back of the net. Fine wine. Is that what happens yeah. in uh, La Manga? yourself. Yeah, oh, thank you. Listen to yourself. <laughs> I wish. Yep. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel and see the latest action from the studio. Let's go! The weekend is here as Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn looking forward to the Scottish Cup. It's the oldest trophy in sport. Apparently, Barry and you won it five times, as I recall. Yeah, you know, always as a, a, a young boy, Scottish Cup was yeah. was massive. Uh, you always look forward to, to watching the games. And um, yeah, I was lucky enough to, to win it five times, Paul. It was um, a brilliant trophy. It was always the last trophy. Or the last game, sorry, should I say, at the end of the season. Um, it was always, I remember the cup finals, it was always a roasting day as well. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, a trophy that I've got a lot of fond memories of. And for clubs like Bucky and Bucky Thistle, Stephen, it's massive. The publicity they've had, you know, national telly, uh, the breakfast show BBC was there. Of course, I was listening to Crofty and Grado, but I happened to tune in. There they were uh, the other day. There's, what, 6,000 live there, or 7,000, 3,000 are coming, at least 3,000. To the game, yeah. I mean, it's a pinnacle for, for clubs like that. Um, when you start off the journey in the first round, it's can we get to the the round when the big boys come in and maybe get a chance to run out at Celtic Park in or Ibrox. Let's be, I mean, they're Champions League stadiums. These guys are playing in the Highland League and get jobs and football's not their main priority. But getting that chance on Saturday and I hope they're able to enjoy it. I hope they can they can soak it in and, and enjoy their big day. Um, I think Celtic will obviously win pretty comfortable but um, it's, it's a once in a, in a lifetime chance for some of these boys it sure is and one of your old clubs Kilmarnock's got a huge game it's uh, maybe the the tie of the round potentially Killy against Dundee yeah when you're looking at the, the, an all Premier League game um, obviously Derek McInnes and yep. Tony Dock mm-hmm. coming up against each other as well and they've been so tightly contested the game so far this season not much in between the teams so in both Obviously, take the cup so seriously. Both be desperate to to try and bring a cup um, back to our respective clubs. So, yeah, if if you're picking a game to go to this weekend, that would be my choice. Yeah. Do you see any upset, Barry? Yeah, I, I like yeah. looking Spartans against Hearts. Bit of a derby, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. To uh, and listen, Spartans. I mean, what a camp- campaign they've yeah. had in in League Two. Um, so that that's a potential banana skin for for Hearts there. If they go and they think it's it's just a case of turning up it could end in a, a bad day for them um, but I, I used to love the, the start of the Scottish Cup when the, yeah. the Premier League teams come into it and as I said Paul it's a brilliant trophy to try and get your hands on Andy Halliday won't be playing for Hearts uh, in the game he's gone to Motherwell good signing yeah good a good bit of experience as well um, and I think that's key to Motherwell they've, they've had a tough few months there's, there's no doubt about it the good thing about Andy is he can play in a few positions Paul so yeah I think that's a a decent signing uh, for Stuart Kettlewell you've played against them I would imagine Stephen you played against uh, Andy Halliday oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, good, uh, good signing for Motherwell. Well, good, as Barry says, good experience can fill a different position, a few different positions. Obviously, they signed Adam Montgomery as well. Yeah, um, is that a good Celtic. signing? Yeah, yeah, um, did well for St Johnston mm-hmm. on his loan spell. So, and I think you just know what you're getting with these boys. You know they're going to add to the dressing room on and off the pitch. Um, also, another big plus, obviously, is Lennon Miller's back uh, for yeah. Motherwell. Only 17, but such a huge player for, for the club. So, and they've missed him. Yeah, yeah they have missed him, which. I mean, it says a lot for, for how good the boy is, that they, they rely quite heavily on a 17-year-old. But I, I've just gone a couple of cup shots, potentially. Okay. I can't yeah. decide. Kelty Hearts to win at Air United. Mm-hmm. Or Partick Thistle going back up to Ross County to try and put course, a few wrongs yeah. right. Yeah. I think uh, Partick on their day are a right good side. So um, Ross County, obviously, a lot of change. New players coming in probably won't realise how good Partick can be on their day. So that's, that's my two. Bad news from Motherwell though with uh, Mika Beareth has been called back by Arsenal and he's off to Sheffield Wednesday. That seems cruel, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I'm sure Stuart Kettlewell will be devastated with that because he was a, a, a yeah. big player for, for Motherwell. Um, when you sign a player in loan and he does well, you, you want him to stay for that full season. But Arsenal have obviously got the call back on him and listen, it, no disrespect to Motherwell, but going to Sheffield Wednesday as a step up Paul the, the championship's a, a, a tough league and they're, a, they're certainly a big club but they're struggling at the bottom of the championship but I think he'll go there and, and do well because he certainly showed up um, at Muddle what, uh, Josh Doig he's on his way he's moved at last it's been going on for weeks and weeks Stephen but the news he heads off to Italy to Sassolo yeah um, I'm just I just hope Josh is happy with the deal you know um, I know he he was quite close to moving to Marseille and I think the, yeah. him and the family were quite excited about the move. So hopefully it's, it's something he wanted to do and it's something that's a, the right deal and the right move for him football-wise because um, obviously he's get, he, he's did well at um, his club and it's that next step for him. Can he now go and try and... I know he's got competition in that left-back area for Scotland, but can he go and progress his career and start to chap on that door? He's done well in Italy. It did look as though a few days ago he'd be off to Marseille. Yeah, listen, he's he's another. I don't know how many times we've spoken about yeah. that, letting young players go um, abroad. Listen, it's brilliant for them, but I, sometimes, as I say, I, I think we we look beyond what we've got actually here, Paul. We've got some good uh, cracking young players, um, but listen, he'll go there, and I'm sure he'll he'll show up really well. Brendan Rodgers has been speaking about his new young player, 24 years old, came in what, on Wednesday, £3 million. Here's the manager speaking about the rapid, ex-Rapid Vienna player, young German, Nicholas Kuhn. Yeah, I mentioned before, it, it's, it was really just about getting players that could come in and, and help us become a better squad of players over my time here. And uh, if it was just about numbers, we could have had people in on the January the 1st, but it's not. It's about getting quality in and, and that, can take time so uh, but to get Nicholas in he's uh, he's had that big club experience before um, he's a young very young gifted talented player as a young player as I said experienced those uh, moments at, at clubs and now he's at an age where he's done very well with Rapa Vienna and now can make that next step so he fits the profile in terms of how we work he's super quick He's direct, he's dynamic, and we feel that we can continually improve his game. So, absolutely delighted to to have him here. Do you think that means somebody might be going out in that position? I know he can play on the wing, he can play number 10, which is his number mm-hmm. uh, for Celtic. Do you think 
there'll be some changes I think there's a few that are surplus at, at yeah. Celtic no doubt but it's easy saying you want to get, get rid of them it's trying to get rid of yeah. them they're on big contracts they've still got a, a, a fair amount of time to go in the contracts um, but they're, they're top heavy Celtic I mean last I looked at it was it just over 30 yeah. um, first team players that, that that's far too much you, you look to run certainly at a club like Celtic you look to run with a squad of maybe 24 tops 25 so I'm sure they'll, they'll be trying their best to, to come up with solutions to try and get rid of guys that are, are nowhere near um, the 18. Do you think the transfer window is going to come alive in the next 12 days or so? It's been quiet, hasn't it, in England as well? Yes, well, we, we know the reasons why it's quiet is obviously the, the, the money situation's yeah. down there. Yeah. Um, up here, yeah, I still think there's there's a, a bit of business to be done by, by Rangers and Celtic. Um, whether that's going to happen in the next few days or the last couple of days, we just need to wait and see. But I, I still believe that, that Rangers will bring in um, a couple and I still think Celtic will as well. Stephen, what do you think at Celtic? What about the goalkeeping situation? Joe Hart will be here till the end of the season. Is he going to have a new contract for next year? Does he want to? That's been three years where he's uh, he's done so well for Celtic. Yeah, he's been he's been brilliant for Celtic on and off the park. Um, yeah, I think it I think it'll be his last season. I mean, who am, who am I to say that Joe Hart might want be desperate to finish the season strongly and earn another year at, at Celtic? Um, but the whole goalkeeping situation, I think, obviously Scott Bain and and Benjamin Seagrass will move on. I think. In the summer, Celtic might be looking for a number one and a number two. Um, more of a long-term strategy, maybe with the, the, the number two. I know Will Dennis get linked Yeah. Um, a few months back. Someone that type that he's not quite challenging for the number one, but maybe one for the future that can... So that they don't have another situation where maybe they don't have a number two that's ready sure. to go in and play if anything happens to your number one, but just building, keep building for the future because they do that with the rest of the positions mm. of the squad. The goalkeeping situation has been, been a strange one over the last few years. Barry, you need two really good goalkeepers. Yeah, competing. Yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. I'm sure that's a, an area of the pitch that Celtic will look mm. to to strengthen. Um, but I'll go back to what I said about Joe Hart a couple of months ago. He, he's a top keeper. Mm. He is. I know he's getting on, but he clearly, when if I look at Joe the now, he still looks the way that when I played with him ten years ago, or just over ten years ago. He certainly he's one of the best trainers that I've came across. He certainly looks after himself, but I'm sure they'll want to look to the future and try and bring something in that position to compete with Joe. Andy Walker said last night with Craig Moore, and Craig Moore was quite rightly saying how well Jack Butland has done. But mm. I noticed Andy was saying Joe Hart's. Top keeper as well. I think we were saying, uh, Craig said, probably the best keeper in the country at the moment is Butlin. Mm. And he may be, but Andy was he's also... He's been a brilliant signing for for um, Rangers. Again, he's another young man. He was coming yeah. up through the ranks at, at Birmingham. You could see that he had huge potential. Um, you could see that he was going to make it to the top. He's just had a tough two years. He's not played much football. That was my only concern when Jack came up. But I tell you what, I mean, what, what a signing he's been in a a free transfer and seeing him about the place as well Paul he carries himself really well he's he's got a presence about him and that's what you need um, from a goalkeeper he enjoyed La Manga then in the sunshine Jack Butland yeah, yeah he, listen yeah. he's he's good uh, and what I liked about him he, he stopped and, and spoke uh, not just to myself but he spoke yeah. to some of the corporate guys and, and that, that goes a long way mm -hmm. um, it shows you that he's he's down to earth and um, and the, the guys were just uh, they showed their appreciation for that because that, that's obviously 
one of the top players at Rangers. And, and as I said, Paul, I just like the way he carries himself as a as a as a man. Here's a bit more from Brendan Rogers about who he was asked today who might be going out in the transfer window. Yeah, yeah, I think for the likes of likes of Kwan, so you see. Uh, him as an example, he's come in from the other side of the world. It's been a challenge for him. Um, I spoke to Stephen on him. He's got lots of really good attributes, which is why he was he was brought to here. But I think to get that experience and, and playing games uh, is important for his development. It happened here when I was here first with Chris Azure. Chris came in, he wasn't probably going to quite get the, the game time. But I felt he needed experience. He went out to Kilmarnock and, and had a great season and then came back and, and played and done very, very well for the club. So, um, so Quan, it's, it's a really good move for him in many aspects. You know, he stays, at, he can stay in Glasgow and, and he's going to a very, very good coach and a good, very good coaching team. Uh, so we, we expect him to improve playing games and, and like with Adam, hasn't worked out for him at Fleetwood. But he's clearly a very talented player and he'll go to Motherwell and hopefully continue with his development. Stephen, what do you make of that, first of all, about Quan going to a team you know so well, St Mirren? Yeah, really looking forward to getting along to watch him. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to work with a, a real good coach with a way of playing. Um, they're really strong in that midfield area. You know, Bacchus, O'Hara, Boyd Munz, um, Ryan Flynn. So he's going to need to be bang at it. To, obviously, he's there to be, be a Celtic player, so he's going to have to uh, knock it out of the park there at St Mirren, play every week. Get used to Scottish football. The early, the early, the early chat. He's, he's looked quite impressive over in, um, they were in Spain as well, uh, over at the Pinatar. So, yeah. quite impressive first week for for the big man. So, looking forward to getting along to see him. And I and I do think it's important that maybe if he'd been sent out and loaned to a foreign country, would we ever see him again? Celtic have maybe taken a hit financially to get him games in the Scottish Premier League. Stephen Robinson, Brendan Rodgers having a relationship. So. Yeah, really exciting to see how he adapts to, to St Mirren and whether that you can use that to springboard them at Celtic. Loans work sometimes, Barry, don't they? You can come back, look at Callum McGregor at Celtic. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a, a good thing. If you see potential that in, in time he could be a, a first-team regular, I, I think it's a real good idea that you, you send a, a player out on loan where it's going to be competitive. Um, he's going to get coached similar to what he'd be coached at his, his, his own club. Yep, so I, I'm a I'm a big supporter of, of players going out and loan. You mentioned Callum McGregor down south with Notch County. Mm. That there's numerous players that have, have done it in the past and and come back to their their, their club and, and kicked on big time. Of course, this time last year, certain Liam Scales was playing for Aberdeen, wasn't he? Against uh, Darvel. And of course, that was... Uh, I mean, I had one, uh, Alan yeah. McGregor. Yeah, of course. He went out to Dunfermline and St Johnson. Yeah. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Yep. Um, and, and I like that because he, he, he was ready to play, but he just wasn't ready to play at that level. He went out and got the experience and he, he went away a young man, but became, sorry, came back yeah. a proper man, if you know what I mean. Um, and then he, he kicked on, obviously, and became an unbelievable goalkeeper for Rangers. 0808 17 17 700. We're going to take a few calls. Stephen McGinn is here along with Barry Ferguson. This is the Go Radio Football Show, talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! Yeah, the weekend starts here. Well, Gina started it earlier today. She did a fine job. Well, we had a couple of weeks getting ready for it because it's going to be some year. You know what I'm going to say, Barry? The title is there. Yeah. Celtic to defend it, eight points clear. Two games Rangers have in hand. Rangers have got the League Cup. Celtic wanting to defend the Scottish Cup. 
And then what's going to happen in the summer in Germany? We've got the Euros. Can't wait. Yeah, it's, a, it's going to be a brilliant next five or six months, Paul. Um, in terms of the league campaign, they went away, had a week to rest, recuperate, spend a bit of time with their family, a wee mini pre-season and make sure they're up to up to speed. And now it kicks off with the, the Scottish Cup and then obviously um, you've got the, the league, which I think is going to go right down to the, the wire. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Steve. And then, as you said, sorry, yeah, I forgot. Sure, yeah. We've got Germany. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Brilliant. Deserve to be there. And I think we've got a squad that can certainly go there and compete to get out of the group stage. Stephen, you would agree? For the wait. first time, we could come out of the group stage. Yeah, well, in the first part, I mean, I think we've got a brilliant league yeah. uh, title race to look forward to. In a couple of leagues, I think the Championship is uh, going to go out the wire as well. So. Your own league, yeah. Uh, hopefully not. Exactly. We've got to win a bit this No, I yeah. mean Aki's yeah. a good side. Yeah. Um, we just want to. I mean, like any league, when you're going yeah. for it, you just sure. want it as done as po- quickly as possible. But yeah, the Euros. Really looking forward to that. Um, from my own, you, you, I've got Motherwell as well. You're sure. hoping that they can yeah. start to pull away and maybe um, start to recapture their really early league form and. And Aston Villa hopefully going for a Champions League place. So, uh, yeah, a lot to look forward to before the Euro start. I was going to throw all of those in for you, of course, for Motherwell, your brother Paul. And then John, did you all see each other a bit over the festive period? Did yeah, you? so the way the fixtures yeah. work, we, we ended up, we were able, John was able to take up for New Year's Eve. So, we had a kind of hug me Christmas, really? which was really nice. And uh, allow yourselves to, to have two Christmas days yeah. almost, which is nice and no great for the liver, but it was good. <laughs> it was good. And what a year it's going to be for them as well. Barry, for Villa, it's been a phenomenal uh, end to 2023. Yeah, it's been a, a brilliant um, six months in the league, but if you, you look at their team, Paul, and if you watch them, they're a proper team, Aston mm-hmm. Villa. Um, so uh, it's not a surprise to me that they're, they're going to be up there. Look, I, they're not going to win the Premier League, and that's me being brutally honest, yeah. but... For me, I, I think when you look at the squad, you look at the the size of club that Aston Villa is, you look at the facilities they've got, they're a top six team, Aston Villa. Maybe top four. Yeah. Yeah, don't be... St- listen, I wouldn't be shocked if they, they finished in the top four either. Yeah, I don't know how it, exactly how it works. I think maybe fifth can get them into the Champions right. League as yeah. well. So yeah. I think if you... I mean, I know Unai Emery encouraged chat about the, the league. He said why not if we're still in the equation why not but if you offered them right now that, that top five and they could take Aston Villa into the Champions League it'd be an amazing feat and something I mean when John went down there to play for Aston Villa in the Championship it seems so far away but it's within grasp and as Barry said they've got such a strong team I think the best bit about Villa in any good team is the bench when you think of some of the players that don't get into the 11 um, how strong their squad is so They've given themselves a, a chance, but it's only a chance so far. Can I just mention Ivan Tony? Do you not think being out for what was that eight months or whatever he comes back? I know he was interviewed, but he was talking about not only what he would do at Brentford, what he was going to do in a higher stage. He was looking forward to. Yeah, I, see, I seen that interview. Yeah, I just think he's he's yeah. got to focus on getting back playing for for Brentford because mm-hmm. listen, he's a massive part yeah. of that team. Look, I, I think he's a he's a top player. Look, there's no doubt in my mind he could play top six in the Premier League. I just think your your main focus should just be getting back and scoring goals again for uh, again sorry for Brentford and look that move will come no doubt maybe even in this transfer window but I think certainly in the summer but 
you just want to see him getting back playing because yeah. he's been out for eight months he's, it's been a long time I know he's had a few bounce games or, or whatever yeah. and he's been training for a, a, a lengthy time but nothing beats um, playing games of football and there's no doubt about that Stephen? Yeah I couldn't really believe it to be honest I mean there's an old video obviously get caught in a mobile phone um, being a wee bit um, negative towards Brentford and then to kind of after being out for so long yeah. to almost mm. talk about leaving Brentford yeah. Sometimes you just think, you, you put. imagine it was in this country, how intense we are, we up for, imagine yeah. that was a Lawrence Shankland, a Martin Boyle, speaking about uh, moving on and moving to a Celtic Rangers, the, the fallout from that. So, See, see I, I've no problem with somebody being ambitious. I, I think you've got to be ambitious, but I, I think because he's been out yeah. and what's happened, I think just focus on the club that's backed you. The club have stood behind, uh, behind them and really helped them. So just focus on getting back and playing and, and making sure Brentford get away from the, the relegation zone because they, they could be in a relegation battle this season. Even even on camera, I mean, you can have all the chats with your family, your friends, your agents, yeah. say, look, Arsenal are interested, Newcastle are interested, so-and-so's interested in me, but just when you're on the camera, be respectful for yeah. the club you're at and, and their current plight, which is a relegation battle Absolutely. as it stands. And paying his wages, and they'd be good wages, huge wages uh, at Brentford. He's the star striker, so... Um, yeah, I just felt a bit. I wondered what you thought on that. Barry, you were a couple of days with Rangers training um, in La Manga. Was that your first time there, did you say? Yeah, I've never been to La Manga. Well, I was there once. It's really nice. Yeah, it? it's yeah, very yeah. impressed. Lovely hotel. Uh, the pitches could have been a bit better if I'm been really? honest with you. Uh, yeah. uh, but listen, bear in mind that that's January. I know, listen, yeah. it was 15, 16 degrees. Right. But what, mm. listen, for, for the, the guys that I, I was with, the, the corporate guys, yeah, it was a a good laugh and a joke but one thing I noticed with the, the, the team it, it was training it was training hard yeah, yeah you, you hardly seen them they were in they were eating training sleeping it was a, a working six days uh, there, there was no doubt about that and it was good to be close up and see how he operates because mm -hmm. uh, I've seen him from afar sitting in the stands you hear people talking but it's better when your own eyes and and as I said, um, his training sessions looked apart, no doubt about it. Very demanding. Um, they're very intense. But I like that. I think you've got to train the way you, you want to play. And a Saturday or a Wednesday. Um, so as I said, Paul, just very impressed um, how he came across and how he works. And he wants players who've got intensity. I mean, he does say it in the interviews. He wants it every training session, which you've always said. Yeah, you, I mean, I, I'm sure Stephen will yeah. agree with me. I, I, I trained like it was my last ever training session. Mm. I think if you go in and you, I'm going to train at 50% today. That's not the way to approach it. You've got to train the way that you want to produce the goods in a, in a match day. Because you never know. Do you remember your last training session? Because you ended up with an injury, so maybe you didn't. Do you know what I mean? So it's the way yeah, to I, live. I was down to yeah. two days a week, Paul, right. because yeah, of my sure. ankles. Um, and... I just I, I couldn't get to that that level and, and you become frustrated but sometimes it's better coming from somebody else to say your time's up son yeah, sure. <laughs> and that's what happened with, with me and, and um, you just need to deal with it it's, it's sort of take but when you start off you realise it's going to come at some stage and I was lucky enough to get to, to 37 yeah. there's some players that don't even get to, to 30 31, 32 so Yep, I, I was privileged, uh, privileged enough to, to get to that age. Stephen, you, training? Yeah, well, obviously, I'm, I'm at that stage where Barry's yeah. talking about where I can't train every day. If Just the last week, we obviously trained Thursday, Friday, had the game Saturday. If I'd trained the Sunday, 
because we had the game on the Tuesday, you train, had a train right through for six days, including games, and I couldn't do that, so I took a day off in the middle, uh, just did a bike inside. And it makes such a difference uh, for me at my stage. But I'm probably, I think I spoke about that before, during the COVID, when, when football stopped for COVID and, and St Mern let me go, I always thought I was going to finish at St Mern. I'd, I'd mm. probably decided, right, if there's something can come up here, I might chuck it. I don't know what's happening with football. and So I've probably been probably enjoyed my last four, three or four seasons like mm. it's been, going to be my last I had some had some good moments so I've actually enjoyed my, the last three or four years more than I ever did mm. the previous right. years because yeah. probably there wasn't the first 10, 10, 12 years there's such that there's always that next step there's always doors to get through you're always I want to get there I want to get there whereas in the last three or four years I think right, this might be my last yeah. what's the target promotion what's win the league stay up yeah. you just try and achieve that target and then take it from there so I've loved my last few years He's bang on. I, I think you take it for granted when you're younger. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. And then when you get to the thirties, when you go over that thirty mark, you think to yourself, right, when is it going to? Because it hits you like a brick wall. There's no doubt. I, I, I felt the last couple of years, I just couldn't train at the the level that I was want. I wanted to. Obviously, that's like obviously operations and yeah. and obviously injections that you take um, when you're in your in your twenties, and, and it catches up with you sometimes. And you've just got to be honest and and take it because it's a it, listen. It's a brilliant job. It's the best yeah. job. I don't care what anybody says to play football and have the privilege to play it. I, I loved um, I loved it. I just love getting into training. The, the thing that I missed is just getting in talking a lot of nonsense to your teammates you know what I mean having a laugh and a joke and and just uh, just a carry on it was like school. Uh, uh, honestly it's looking back at school at times um, and that's that's the biggest thing I'm missing plus the, the big games the cup finals the pressurised situations um, but yeah best job in the world I don't care what MD says Sounds a bit like in here on a Friday afternoon. You're... This is it but this yeah. is the, the, the next best thing I, I'm, yeah. I, that I can come in here and yeah and talk about it mm. um, I, I enjoy that I never thought I would if I'm being honest with you um, but I'm starting to enjoy it certainly being with guys like, like Stephen yeah. and you because <laughs> <laughs> I know you know so many of the national broadcasters have come in for you over the past few years and I noticed that with you um, you do what you want to do you know if it's right for you you're great with people but you don't do it just because I, I think you've got to be happy yeah. and, and listen no, no in a, a comfort zone I don't like being in a comfort no, zone I like sure. being challenged yeah. and, and listen I get challenged in here mm-hmm. there's no doubt about that I get challenged when I do my column I get challenged when I'm back at Rangers at times we having to go and do stuff outside my, co- my mm-hmm. comfort zone but listen that's what it's all about and listen I'm, I'm in a a brilliant situation I can go back and watch my former club I can come in here and talk about football whether it's Scottish or English or internationally and obviously I can try and and write about it as well and we can talk about more transfers who might be coming in that was the question today to Philippe Clement any clues whatsoever? No we we will see if it's one or more we have our uh, we have our plan all together and and for me the most important thing in this period I feel that everybody's aligned that the club really wants to make effort to do things inside of the budget uh, and we're not the, the most wealthy club in the world I know that so we want to get transfers in that can have impact now but also can have a uh, 
added value for the for the next couple of years uh, on the field and, and and selling them for for bigger amounts because if you look back the last couple of years I think this is also one thing that the club has missed they didn't have big uh, outgoing transfers and because of that coming getting money in to do other things so we need to get better in that that's also one of the targets strange as a manager to talk about that but I know what the story is and uh, I want to help in that way so that uh, the club can grow in every sense. I want to ask you more about that after the news, which is coming up soon, Barry. And news has broken that Alex Lowry has been recalled to Rangers uh, from Hearts. He made, what, 17 appearances. Mm-hmm. Is he going somewhere else on loan or is he going to be... I think he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I'm being honest, I don't think he's done enough at Hearts to come back and, mm-hmm. and fight for a... A starting place at Rangers. Listen, he's a player that I, I think um, has got a lot going for him. But he's a guy that needs to go and play week in, week out. Um, so I'm sure Rangers' intention is uh, that wasn't certainly happening at, at Hearts. So I think the idea is to bring him back and then look at some clubs, um, not to be guaranteed, but have a better chance of playing um, every single week. And whether that means dropping down to the Championship, if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. That's exactly what I was going to ask, Stephen, if you think he'll go to a good championship club. I think he might head maybe lower leagues in England. Yeah. I just think for, for his Rangers career, for him to have a, a long-term future in, in the next few years, go and play for Rangers, I think, because he, he had those good bits he's loan, he had some good performances, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe some not so good performances, but if you're inconsistent at Hearts, no disrespect for Hearts, but going up the levels to, to being consistent for Rangers, then he's still a bit short for that. So I think he might head, be heading to, to England, maybe... Seen, seen the success from some of the, the other young Celtic Rangers players that have headed down and, and got moves guys like Luke O'Connell so, uh, yep. at Barnsley so um, that's where I expect them to end up Going to the news we'll come back to that more from Brendan Rogers and from Philippe Clement in the next hour This is the Go Radio Football Show Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel and see the latest action from the studio Let's go Scottish Cup weekend kicks off tonight, 7.45, Clyde against Aberdeen. We're going to go through all the games with Barry and Stephen in the next hour. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Let's see, we're going on the lines in a second or two. The Celtic manager, Brendan Rodgers, was asked today, what about the rumours, the reports that Girona, top of La Liga, they want Matt O'Reilly. This was his reply. None. I'm not aware of any. But it, it's natural. I think if you get good players, then, then of course they will attract attention but it's um, I'm not focused on that at all yeah yeah absolutely we don't want to be losing anyone the, the plan was to add to the, the squad and that's still the plan you wouldn't see him going anywhere at this time or would you Stephen if a huge 25 million came in for him but I mean I think it would have to be of the, the Jota scale yeah. where you, where you're, I mean you're 25 30 million mm. um, for Celtic to consider it's too important the league title um, is everything for Celtic this season and, and getting back automatically into the Champions League Here's Regan on the line a big Celtic and Scotland fan Hi Regan Paul it's good to be on Good to hear uh, you Yeah it's good to, it's good to be on I, 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 I hope you guys are doing well Oh yeah we certainly are we don't have the tan that Barry's got from Spain oh, but uh, Stephen's looking a bit weather beaten red, red cheeks <laughs> out there playing at Falkirk he's back uh, and I'm pale so um, the Scottish weather so Reagan, first can I ask you what, what about the speculation about Matt O'Reilly he's not going anywhere just now is he? No I don't think he's going anywhere Paul I think if 
Celtic say I'm not Riley there uh, putting one hand on Rangers on the title so I don't expect um, Matt Riley to go I think he's been the best player in Scotland uh, by, a, by, a, by a big mile this season so I think that um, I don't think Celtic will be, be able to, to let Matt Riley go I think it'll be something that they do attract in the, the summertime because yeah. as we know the, the, the Celtic board like to sell for big profit and I think it's very important that they they tied Matt O'Reilly down to a new five-year contract. So I think, um, for them there, I think Matt O'Reilly will be a Celtic player by the time January 31st. Oh. But Barry, you, you realise you smiled there when Reagan said Rangers would have one hand on the trophy if Matt O'Reilly was to go. Yeah, I, I, honestly, Paul, I would be absolutely shocked um, if Celtic let him go. He's far too important a player. You, you've seen, in my opinion, he, he's been one of the best players this season. Um, no doubt the first half of the season should I say and look I, I think at some stage he will go there's no doubt in my mind about that um, but I cannot see it happening I, I think the Celtic fans would go absolute yeah. mental um, if he was allowed to go in this window Regan what were you going to ask Stephen and Barry? No I was just going to ask you guys about the Scottish Cup weekend yeah. I mean obviously the, this is the first proper round of the Scottish Cup is this something that you guys really looked into in the calendar because for, for me and something as a fan I particularly like these first rounds of the Scottish Cup they'll do something about it and then uh, the, the, the Aberdeen game tonight that just whets the appetite for a good weekend I'd pro- I would probably say the best game of the weekend would be the game at Rugby, yeah. Rugby Park between mm. the Dundee and Derek McInnes side because obviously uh, to- uh, Tony Doherty doing really well at Dundee and then Derek just won the manager of the month there, so yep. that's probably the tie of the rounds for me. We'll come to that game in a minute or two. Here's your manager speaking about the team coming to town. What are they four divisions uh, below uh, Bucky Thistle from the Highland League? No, listen, I'm I'm so looking forward to the game. I think when I obviously when we've seen the draw and we've seen the reaction of the the the, the guys at, at Bucky Thistle, the players, and, and obviously it's great for Graham that he can be stood on the side of the. The pitch rather than in the stands, which is which is great. Now it's um, it's what the, the the cups are all about. You know, it's a great story. You know, they've got to come down a long way. Uh, deserve to be there, and and we've we've prepared like we would for any game. You know, we, we've looked at some of the games and seen how they they got through. And for us, we have to do a professional job at at home. But um, Hopefully it'll be a great occasion for 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 them and for the, their supporters to come to Celtic Park. And Barry, you've had many occasions, you know, when you were captaining Rangers, that smaller teams, much smaller, came to town. Yeah, they, and no, came to town. We went to their yeah. their pitch, yeah. and and we were always mindful um, there could be a, an upset. So you had to prepare like it was you were preparing against a, a, a top team. You've got to be got to give them the, the respect, um, be professional. And I think when you if you go in with that mindset, then the quality will always come through. So, um, like obviously Bucky Thistle, they deserve to be um, in the fourth round coming down to Celtic Park. I'm sure they would have done all their um, analysis of yeah. the, how they play and what obviously formation they play. And similar to Rangers going to Dumbarton, um, I'm sure they'll they, they'll take it serious because if you don't, there's a chance or, or there's a real chance of an upset. Romance of the Cup, Stephen, is still there, isn't it? And this is one of these, and they play in the hoops as well, don't they? Yeah, I think we only need to look towards the coverage of Aberdeen tonight yeah. for how much mm. of a reminder it'll be for some of the Aberdeen guys about 
what what can happen if you're not at it. What happened? Obviously, the Davo. <laughs> obviously, the, but the, the Davo. Yeah. Something. I mean, they should be winning that out the yeah. park. Is that Davo spent a bit of money, but they should be winning that. Guys like Miofsky and the Duke, yeah. um, international players. Um, it just shows you. I mean, anyone points to Roy Keane's spell at Celtic. The first thing they think of is Clyde. And you think of, obviously, how good he was in the game at Ibrox, but the one thing, the first thing that comes to people's mind is the Clyde game. So it's something you always, when you get drawn these, these these ties, it's just just make sure you do the professional job. You're not the story for the next 20 years. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. he's spot on. You've got to, listen, they are playing a lower level of football. They're, they're, they're part-time, but they're, they're still good players at that level. It's just no worked out for them. And as I said, Paul, if you don't give them the, the respect... Um, it can come and smack you, bang in the face and, and cause an upset. What about up front? What are you thinking? Uh, not so much for tomorrow, although here's a question, Reagan, for you. Do you play Kyogo tomorrow? What? But what, what if he got an injury? Always away at the moment. Um, and they haven't signed anyone yet, another striker. What do you think? Aye. No, I don't think you'll play um, Kyogo on Sunday, Paul, but um, I mean, I think I've been a bit a broken record on this programme for months now Paul been saying they need a, a striker and a left back yeah. and there seems to be no um, striker left back brought in so I'm hoping that that is an area like you said there Paul always away to the Asian Cup and l- luckily for the Celtic board that Kyogo's no away with Japan because yeah. that would put Celtic in the crisis, uh, crisis mode because um, yeah. I do expect a badder to leave this window Paul because as Brit- as Brendan Rodgers famously said back in uh, 2019, Celtic have got too many wide players, so mm. I think the pro- probably be looking to sell Abada, to be honest. I think that's what people think might happen. And yet Abada, Barry, we always remember he terrorised Rangers, didn't he, on those games the season before. Yeah, I mean, what age is he? 21 still, 22? I'm not exactly sure of that age, but I think um, having him back fully fit, it's like probably signing a new player because mm-hmm. he, he's missed the vast majority of the, the season, so I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will be absolutely delighted to to get him back in the fold. I think I think he might play on Sunday. I think I, I, I can't see any way how Kyogo doesn't play. Yeah, I know Regan said he wouldn't like to see him play, but obviously he owes away to the Asian Cup. So Celtic don't have another recognised striker, even Dyson Maida, who could potentially be the third option. Either up, way he's away, well, yeah. so Kyogo will play. It's probably just about getting the job done and, and getting him off. Speculation about uh, Matt O'Reilly. He's not having it. The manager you wouldn't expect him to go. He was also asked about the more players. Who is coming in over the next 12 days? Well, there's lots of work going on, but hopefully be, before the window shuts, we can uh, improve the squad. And that was it. And uh, listen, <laughs> we know that. What can they say? Uh, they're not going to say anything until somebody is in the door and I suppose that's to the credit same at Rangers isn't it Barry just now you don't hear uh, who it is going to be but there is going to be a striker coming in at Celtic surely yeah, yeah. I, I, again similar that I say is the word shocked if Matt O'Reilly left I'd be shocked if, if Celtic don't add to the the front line um, obviously Kyle go away at this moment in time but it depends when he comes back I know you've got all but I still think I believe if you're wanting to challenge in all fronts, you've got to have three or four strikers vying for that one place. Who's going to play for Celtic uh, on Sunday? The manager was asked today. Nick won't be involved at the weekend. He'd actually been uh, along. He'd been quite a period out uh, when he had sort of an operation on his teeth and whatever else. So he's lost a bit of strength in that. So, uh, but he'll be he'll be okay for Ross County. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll take the, the chance to, to be strong because we need to get players back into rhythm again. And, uh, and also, I'll, I will also take the, the chance to, to have some young players involved as well. Uh, but, but we'll be a strong, strong team because we need to find our rhythm quickly. Now we, we've worked so hard here at Lennox Town. The players have been brilliant and you just see the confidence and, the, and just the speed of everything back to where I'd want it to be, which is great. Now we've got to take that into the game and, um, and get up to speed quickly. And Celtic chose not to go away, Reagan. They've been training at uh, Lennox Town, but they'll be still buzzing after the December 30th result. Oh, definitely, Paul. Like I said, hopefully the eight-point gap will be a psychological boost for the whole squad because I definitely did feel that this was a, a big game in the title race because probably going into it, Rangers were probably the, the more formed team. But for Celtic to do well and... Probably someone like Bernardo as well, who people are wanting to act too, too well on. And for him to, to play well against Dundee, play well against Rangers, and then score against Dundee, St. Murray and Rangers, that's probably swayed Brendan Rodgers in terms of playing him uh, more often because the, these are the chances that you need to take when you're a big club's Paul. Has he played himself right into it now, Stephen? Obviously with Hatati away, but it's been quite a few weeks for him. Yeah, I mean, I like the look of him in the, the Champions League games. The, the weird thing was he was seemed to be finding himself such a part, big part of the Champions League, which is the top of, uh, of football, the, the highest quality level you can play at. And he wasn't really getting a real chance at it uh, domestically. So he's been given a chance. We, obviously, Rio Hattati's injury it opens up. Nobody had really grabbed the opportunity and, and he certainly grabbed it. And I would say he's one of the first names in the team sheet at the minute, especially if Hatati been at the Asian Cup. Sure is. Final question for you, Reagan. What about the goalkeeping position then? Uh, you know, there's rumours that Kelleher of Liverpool is on Celtic sites. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, uh, Will Dennis as well from Kilmarnock. I mean, he would come in as a replacement, as, as a, a a backup goalkeeper, wouldn't he? Yeah, Paul, I don't think he would be the number one goalkeeper. Um, but I don't think he'll be a position that Celtic will address until... Uh, probably June or July time Paul I think there's more key areas that need to be addressed in terms of the striker position in the left back uh, probably midfield Paul because I think David Turnbull will probably go when he's got four months left in his contract so I think the goalkeeping position is definitely a position that we look at but I don't think uh, I, I think if you said to Brendan Rodgers what 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 you ever fix he'd probably say Joe that's a steady pair of fans until June time and then you can go and fix it and there's sort of a time for me Paul sure. and elsewhere Lagabielka looks as though he'll be on his way Mikey Johnson Barry you would imagine if there's somebody who wants to buy him or he could go and loan again yeah I mean that's a that's a possibility I don't see him starting for Celtic I really don't I think he's got a decision to make um, going forward whether he wants to be a bit part player or he's at an age where you want to you want to have the chance to become a a regular and I don't see that happen for Mikey Johnson Celtics I mean squad we're addressing maybe the bit parts but there's guys like Bernabe James McCarthy James Forrest guys that are hardly ever featuring um, and, you, and that's where you're looking what are these guys going to do What is because there's no long term future at Celtic what, what are these, some of these guys just need to go out and play I think Mikey Johnson will I think he will go out especially with um, I know he'd scored a double against Dundee but I think he needs to be playing regular football I mean, You just take it the three yeah. players that Stephen says there salary wise as well they'll win big salaries mm. um, so 
So their salaries can match one top player, probably. Yep. So interesting to see what happens there. Do you agree with Barry? David Turnbull could um, he should be playing regularly, and it's probably going to be somewhere else now. Yeah, but I expect him to see out the season with Celtic. I think he'll wait is until your, the summer. Is out of contract. Yeah, he's out yeah. of contract. So I think he'll move. I think it will suit him better, maybe to play a bit part yeah. and um, pick a move on a free transfer, um, maybe down to England. What are you thinking about your nearest challengers, Rangers? You mentioned them earlier, uh, Reagan. Um, are they still well, still breathing down your neck? Only eight points uh, between you, but obviously the two games in hand. So it's going to be some season. Yeah, it's going to be good, Paul. I'm just surprised that Rangers didn't buy uh, Shackland, Paul, because mm-hmm. I thought that was the first thing we were going to do in the 1st of January. But no, I'm just really uh, surprised. And um, yeah, I do think both teams will strengthen. I think we're definitely in for a good second half of the season because it's going to be interesting. But I think it's about... We, we, we spoke about this in the last month in the show. I mean, these these uh, January months are very important yeah. to shape the squad for the second part of the season. So it'll be an interesting uh, two weeks as well, Paul. Regan, thanks so much for calling the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn will speak to you soon. 0808 17 17 700. Looking forward to the games kicking off shortly. He mentioned Kilmarnock against Dundee. One of the big games tomorrow. There's so many. A game has gone off. The Broader Rangers game is off already. And Stephen, you're... Uh, We've got a pitch inspection at 10 o'clock tomorrow. 10 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, the forecast was snow, heavy snow at times, and obviously with minus conditions. So hopefully with the temperature rising that we can get that game on. And for Rangers at Dumbarton, it's another, I mean, for the Dumbarton, for the town to get Rangers there, there is a pitch inspection at one tomorrow, but the kickoff 5.30, and it's a real pitch, Barry, so hopefully it'll be fine. A real (laughs) pitch? What do you mean by a real pitch? It's natural grass, yeah. Yeah, and listen, <laughs> listen, I would imagine I've not been down there for a, a while. It's not the best of surfaces. Uh, it's wide open as well. Yeah. There's, <laughs> it's cold. So Rangers, as I said, need to be really professional. Um, and if, if they're professional, not been disrespectful to the Barton, but they should, um, they should easily uh, go into the next round. Is there going to be a giant killing anywhere, Stephen, do you think? Looking at the fixtures, so we'll get Airdrie St. Johnson. I'm not sure that's a giant killing. We will go through all the games. Air Kelty, really good game. Bonnie Rig Rose against Falkirk. You're hoping there's no... Uh, I've missed a killing. cracker just in the list. Livingston versus uh, Rafe Overs. I'm going to ask cracker. you about that because I see David Martindale said that um, the Rovers have got a bigger budget than he's got in the Premiership. So, but it's some game. Ian Murray fired back. Yeah, uh, what did he say? That it's, it's not true. Not the case, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't imagine that Wraith Rovers' budget is is bigger than Livingston. Um, but Wraith Rovers, what a season they're having. They've got match winners in their, in their team. Um, and, and as I said, Paul, I said at the start of the season, you, you looked at me if I was horns Did? coming out of my yeah. head. Um, but I, I know the, the consortium, one of them really well, it's, it's at Wraith Rovers. Um, good football man, knows the game. He's got a good manager, Ian Murray. And Ian Murray certainly got a lot of good players at that football club and I think they'll they'll win that championship and also I think they'll go through into the next round and that game that you raised what do you think I mean they do have that backing the consortium that you know we know that there's uh, at Livingston it's not been smooth this season what do you think is going to happen I, I've gone for a draw right. I think it may yeah. go all the way tomorrow I don't think there's a lot between the teams I, to be honest I think it's Rafe Rovers what is the worst spell of the season? Obviously, back to back defeats, a yeah. um, couple of injuries are not quite playing. I, th- I don't think they've been as good since they won at Tanadice. Mm. 
sometimes I mean part of winning a league is every three points counts the same and feels as if they had that big high with travelling support and they win at Tannadice and they've had a, a dip in Dun United over the last week I think they nicked one up at Inverness I didn't think they deserved to win on the night but it's their best three points of the season and it put the pressure on the Rafe Rovers and even though they went one nil up last week they, they lost at home to Queen's Park so uh, they're, having a, they're having a bit of a dip at the minute so I've, I've gone for a draw Going for a draw in that one we will go through all the games 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 This is the Go Radio Football Show talking all things Scottish football Let's go Go Radio Football Show, we're just chatting there about the 50 pitches during the uh, the traffic. Uh, and Barry was saying it, it was brilliant. You used to see it on a Saturday, Saturday morning. We absolutely yeah, do you know packed. what? I still enjoy it. I, I take my son's dog down to um, the Palace Grounds. Yeah. And uh, whether it's a Saturday yeah. or a Sunday, and you watch the the young boys and girls yeah. kick the ball about, and uh, yeah, it brings back uh, memories. But yeah, that 50 pitches probably played there many a times. You know what it is? It's. Yeah. Do you not know what it is? No, no. Stephen's looking says You must have played there. Yeah, yeah. Must have, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you after the show. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, counting down now to uh, the big matches over the weekend. Celtic in action on Sunday. Rangers tomorrow, 5.30. 4 o'clock for Celtic Sunday. And tonight it's Clyde against Aberdeen. Where are the shocks going to be? Will there be any? Conor Golson's been speaking to the media today, not about cup of shocks. He's been speaking about, well, the defensive partnership. Who does he think? It's been a bit different this season for him, Barry. There isn't a nailed on. Yeah, he said three. Yeah. Um, sometimes four. Uh, the now, if you're asking me the strongest partnership, I would say Balogun. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like him. He's got experience. He's no nonsense. Keeps things simple. Um, I like I like Balogun, but also I, I do like John Souter. Um, ben Davis has did okay when he, he's come in, but right now at this moment in time, if you're asking me, what's the two that I think should be in the centre of defence? It would be Connor Golston and, and Liam Balogun. Stephen, what do you feel? I, I think Rangers in the summer speak about Celtic need to address the goalkeeping situation. Yeah. I think Rangers need to address the defensive situation as a whole in terms of the age of the the back line um, if you even go back to the, the league winning team for the most part it was Barisic, Balogun, Goldson and Tavernier there were a few years down the line not to I mean they're still doing a, a decent job but I think it's something they need to address and I think for the last few years I've been searching for a partner for Conor Goldson I don't think they've quite got it right yet Let's hear from Conor Goldson speaking about his defensive partners No um, it's fine um, I'm used to it I don't think I've really ever had a regular partner here in the years that I've been here. We've got great options in there um, for top centre-offs, so we know that we need to work hard to try and keep our place and play well to keep your shirt, and um, obviously we all can't play every game, so um, the rotation's needed for so many games. And he was asked about the Scottish Cup itself. Yeah, it's another competition that we want to we wanna go the whole way on. We've got a massive game tomorrow. Um, said it plenty of times over the last however many years that we're at a football club that demands success and this is the first first game in the Cup that we want to go the whole way and, um, and win. Barry, what would you say about Conor Goldson? I, I like him. I, I think the Rangers team at this moment in time, if you take him out, I think they would miss him. Um, he's a leader. He's a, a really good communicator um, and I think that's what you need for a, a centre-back and he's got good experience as well. So I, I think overall he's, he's been a... I am a very good Rangers player. 
I'm just going to ask him, right? Is he suspended for the for Easter Road? Thank you. Okay. Will, will he suspended? Well, I, I think it could be. That's yeah. a good point. Yep. We're, we're going to see Rangers maybe without yep. Conor Goldson, but I, th- I mean, what he said, he can't publicly say. I prefer playing with John Souter. Yeah, of course not. Sure. But yeah. if you asked him privately, I bet he does. I bet he has one me thinks that's where I'm more more comfortable. He's someone that we read each other, and um, out of the three, I bet he does have a preference. It's a crazy question to ask him. Isn't it? You're not going <laughs> to never not say. Sure. Yeah, I prefer yeah. Liam Balligan. <laughs> I prefer John Souter, etc., yes. etc. Et <laughs> The manager spoke about the game tomorrow facing uh, Dumbarton, so it's a huge day for the Sons of the Rock. No, I've, we've seen enough footage. Don't worry about that. Yeah, the pitch is, is really bad. It's really bad, but it is what it is. Uh, I said it before also. One game, I, I don't want excuses for my players. If we need to play, uh, I said it that moment also on the on the parking to win games. We're gonna do that. Is it a good way for for football to have those circumstances? Maybe not, but we are not the one who deciding the rules. So we are playing the game, and we we do our best in everything to to make it uh, as good as possible. Will it with a bad pitch? Will the quality go down in in the football? Yes, like we've seen the difference between Hertha and Copenhagen was also because of the pitch a big difference in quality of football. So we need to adapt to that and uh, and adapt what we need to do. But uh, I feel the team is ready. They're hungry to, to be back in competition. They've been working really hard in training camp. They were really tired after that and that, that was good but I, I see freshness again and, uh, and everybody's hungry for the second part of the season Barry of course uh, Neil Lennon's son could feature tomorrow yeah the, I, I seen that I actually thought yeah. he was in loan at Linlithgow Rose must have been yeah and obviously he's, this is a now a, a step up into, into League 2 for him um, so yeah there was uh, a few battles with his, his yeah. dad in the, in the day with, with Rangers and He's a young man trying to make his way in, in football and I'm sure he's, his dad's a, a big influence in that. But in terms of um, the Rangers manager there, I like that. No excuses. They've got to adapt. You kind of go down and play nice, fancy football at times. You can't take any chances when you're playing on a pitch that's it's no ideal. But you need to deal with these situations, Paul. Yeah, that's what happens when you enter the Scottish Cup at, at this stage. Um, you can get drawn away to... Um, teams that are going to make it difficult and I'm sure Dumbarton will try and play to the, to the weather to the pitch yeah. uh, make it tough for Rangers but if Rangers are professional Rangers should clearly easily win the game something we, we spoke I mean we play Bonnie Rig tomorrow and they've been putting sand down their pitch I mean as a throwback in terms of a grass pitch that's yeah. gone bad but the, our message today was when we arrive at this stadium tomorrow nobody ever mentions the pitch see if the ball goes over your foot see if you miss the ball it's not the pitch just deal with it see once we win the game we can talk about the game for the rest of the season about how tough that was and how bad it was And but, but tomorrow when we turn up there nobody blames the pitch it can't be used as an excuse and I think it sounds like Philippe Clement's yeah. got the same message sounds like a good uh, message from yeah and uh, listen I, I've been at Bonnie Rig to watch games of um, uh, what was it two or three times I've been there and it's um it's going to be difficult. It's tight. The crowd are right, right on the the, the touchline, and there's a wee slope on it as well. But that's that's the way you've got to approach it. You kind of go and think, oh, I'm going into a muck keep yeah. here, and 
I'm not going to be able to play my football well, adapt, mm. get the ball forward, don't take any chances. And if you do that, um, certainly from a Rangers point of view, they should certainly win the game with the quality that they've got in the team. I was going to, Barry will remember the season Gretna won the Premier League yeah. when he played at Motherwell. There, was, oh. <laughs> there wasn't a single blade of grass on that yeah, pitch by the end yeah. of the season. And Patrick Thistle as well, remember when yeah, they, they were sharing with Ackies and different. What's the worst pitch you ever played on? I'm not going to go at the, at the wee teams. What what was the the most the worst pitch? You know, the worst pitch that I played on. Yeah, do you know what? It could have been yeah. that Fir Park uh, pitch. Aye. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Because obviously there was a game on it every weekend, mm. and back then, look, model pitch now. They've obviously aye. spent an absolute yeah. fortune on it. It's like an absolute bowling green. But going back and thinking to that, there was not any grass on it. It was just muck, that, that flat, flattened muck, but also, yeah. <laughs> obviously, sorry, when you start to play on it with the studs and that, it just churns up and it was, um, yeah, that was that was an awful surface to, that was, to play on. That That's clearly mine, I mean, obviously, with the game, and Motherwell, they have spent so much money, the groundsman was the best, they flattened it out, it's, it's one of the best in the country now, but that time, obviously, you've got the slope and you've got no grass, and all they would do, they would just roll it, so when you turned up, you go, it's okay, yeah. As Barry said, the minute or two into the game, it started to cut up. We played a game against Gretna one night and I can't believe they didn't refund the Gretna and St Murn fans. It was nil now, honestly. It's a shocker. It, yeah. You could not play a single bit of football. I don't even know if there was a chance in the game. Just, uh, yeah, I'll never forget it. <laughs> Bucky, come on. Do you know yeah. what? No, what I, I don't like seeing, see when you, you see watching games and, and nowadays at the highest level, the, the, the pitches oh. are lit bowling greens yeah. and somebody hit slices a shot in the... I look at the ground and I think, <laughs> come on, mate. Some of the surfaces that I've played in my time have been horrendous, but that is that is there. That is the probably the worst that I've ever experienced. See, see when we were at St Murn, we were at the Old Love Street, so obviously it wasn't great at all as an away player. Great the atmosphere, dressing room was terrible. Yeah. Good atmosphere, but yeah. the pitch in the last few seasons, they, they, they weren't spending money on it. Yeah. We were moving to a new stadium. And that's something we used to speak about. See if you could hear the away teams coming and mm. we'd start to mump moan about anything. Feed on that. Yeah. So, so that that's always a message. If you're going somewhere like that, look, don't show any weakness. Don't don't talk about it. What would you say to Bucky Thistle coming to town, playing against the champions, playing at Celtic Park? What's it like? One going out there, and there'll be whatever the crowd is, forty thousand, fifty thousand, hopefully a huge crowd. But the size of the ground, what's it? The pitch itself. Yeah, I think they'll do. I mean, I remember my first my first games at Celtic Park in Ibrox, and you go there, and someone you've used to play football with, someone you went to school with, they'd be shouting out and. You probably I end up you soak in too much of it probably, but just probably just take in take in the full day. I mean, three three or four up four weeks down the line, they'll get beat off someone in the Highland Lake, yeah. and they'll feel terrible at themselves. So just no matter what happens tomorrow uh, Sunday, just enjoy every minute of it. Do you know what I detest? Oh, go and enjoy it. <laughs> no, just go and get fired in about yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, 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 this is an this is an opportunity for some of these players they'll never get again. So go down and give it your your best and. Listen, you never know what what could happen, but listen, I think it could be a long 90-odd minutes for, for yeah. Bucky Thistle. Stephen Welsh is back, back training with Celtic. We know that he got that injury uh, in the match with Rangers uh, a few weeks ago. So he's been speaking to the media today and he said, look, they're really looking forward to getting back into it tomorrow on Sunday. Yeah, as always, you know, we're ready to go. Uh, you know, everyone had a good break and uh, I think we finished the first half of the season really well. I think we went through a sticky patch. Uh, for a couple of weeks, but results didn't really go away. And uh, I think for the last two weeks of the break, I thought our performances were excellent, especially the last two games, the, the Rangers-Submitting games. I thought uh, 
our performances we put in were, were first class and uh, yeah we got the results that we deserved in the end and yeah we're willing to go back defending our uh, Scottish Cup and uh, yeah it's a good start um, and it's good to be at home as well um, and the boys are, are looking forward it's been a tough week and uh, yeah we're ready to go Stating the obvious Celtic will be desperate to do well and, and, and to retain the Scottish Cup because the silverware so far has gone to Rangers Yeah they, they lost the holders of the League Cup obviously Rangers won that and um, they'll, they'll want to try and retain the, the Scottish Cup and the league title um, no doubt about it but listen there's obviously going to have a, a fair bit of competition but I see it listen as I said I, I think it's going to be well, I wouldn't say a strong apart but if, again I'll go back to that word they've sold it a professional then it could be a long long afternoon for, for the Bucky Thistle players and they're obviously back with a bounce though Stephen after the results just before and after that terrible period for them where they lost to Kilmarnock we know the story they lost to Hearts it was so unlike them uh, Brendan Rodgers we'll hear a bit more from him but he feels okay it's just training but the intensity he feels he's getting the players in the condition in the frame of mind that he wants them and expects yeah I thought Stephen Welsh missed out a game I thought they were good at Dundee mm -hmm. I thought they were they were very good on the day at Dundee maybe didn't get their rewards in the first half but they were relent relentless that day and I just thought they took so much out of the Rangers game. Obviously, it's such a significant three points, but they they almost swaggered into the St Murn game, which is notoriously a difficult game for them. Yeah. Um, and they swatted St Murn away on the, on the day with the, the two early goals. And and sometimes I think those big games, you come through them, you get their three points, and guys like Bernardo, they just put the chest out, even Dyson Maida put the chest out and said, no, we are, we're, we're back. So probably the break didn't come at a good time, but I think they've got a, a reasonable start to the break with the... Uh, to the after the break with Bucket home and, and Ross County to come next week. He was asked about his partnership, which it could well be for a while, although Cameron Carter-Vickers will be back for the Ross County game. But what about Liam Skills and his story this season? Uh, Skills has been you know, one of our maybe two or three best players this season. He's, the consistency he's, he's put in, his performances. Uh, I think he said it himself, he probably thought he wouldn't, wouldn't actually be here at the start of the season. So to come in and you know, play in big games, I think one of his first games was over at Ibrox. And uh, you know that performance he put in was was uh, incredible. So, and he's continued that. You know it's good playing a couple of good games, but he's done it for a good few months in a row. And uh, yeah, I'm delighted for him because he he's been excellent. Uh, you know every day in training, he's you know he puts the work in, works hard. And then at the weekend, um, his performances probably show for itself this season. And Stephen Welsh spoke about what he feels Celtic have been doing. How's the season been so far? A few lows, you know, a, a bad injury right at the start of the season. Um, I had to get some surgery on that, so I was out for about four or five months, and you know came back in and uh, you know done well. You know played the Champions League game, the last game. So I just about uh, you know continuing, continuing to work hard, and you know whenever you get a chance at, at this at this club, um, you, you need to take it, especially when it comes to the business end of the season for us. This is where I think we 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 really start to to come and play our football. Barry, for you, good player, Stephen Welsh. Yeah, and it looks to me if Brendan Rodgers rates him. Um, he was only a young kid when, when Brendan Rodgers was there. He was round about the first team. But look, I think he's come in and whenever he's played for Celtic, Paul, I've got to be honest, but he's never let them down. He gives 100% and that's all you can you can ask. Stephen, who would have thought at the start of the season Liam Scales and uh, Stephen Welsh would be the, the pairing going into the Rangers game a few weeks ago? Yeah, especially when you spend so much money on Navrocki and, yeah. and Lager mm. BLK. But yeah, as Barry said, he's never let them down. I, I didn't actually, I mean, you're writing out the Celtic team for Sunday. I didn't have him in, yeah. in the team. Have I you thought, got your team? What is your team? I, yeah. I, 
I mean, I think it'll be as close to full strength as, okay. as Brendan Rodgers yeah. can, can get, get the get the goals in and get get make the subs. So I've gone for Joe Hart and goals, uh, Alistair Johnson right back. I'd went for Navrocki, Liam Skills, Greg Taylor at left back, just in front the captain Cal McGregor, with Paulo Bernardo and Matt O'Reilly in front. And my front three was Lewis Palmer on the left, Leila Bada on the right, and Kyogo up front. Like the sound of that, really at- attacking. I mean, obviously against Bucky Thistle, they'll see so much of the ball. You think, uh, well, you did say earlier, Abada could well play on Sunday. Yeah, listen, he's fully fit now, yeah. no doubt. And I, I think he's a, a, a big, big player for, for Celtic. So I wouldn't be surprised if Celtic do go strong. Because, um, listen, it's all about getting minutes in the in the legs before the, the league campaign starts back midweek. And we'll get the Rangers team, what you think it might look like next. This is the Go Radio Football Show, talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! When you wake up tomorrow, we'll know is it Clyde or Aberdeen who are going through in the Scottish Cup? Because it says played to the death, isn't it? It goes to penalties if need be. Shall we start at that one, Barry? Clyde against Aberdeen, what do you think scoreline tonight? I can't see past Aberdeen. Um, Listen, I know I mentioned at the start of the show, Clyde have got an experienced manager in and Ian McCall and I think he will certainly make a difference there but yeah, again, I keep going back to that word I use quite a lot. In these games, when you're playing against smaller clubs, if Aberdeen are professional and they approach it in the right manner, Aberdeen go through into the next round. Stephen? Yeah, I know, as I said, the build-up tonight will be a bit Davo and another shock but... Clyde are five points adrift at the bottom of the yeah. league too. Mm. I mean, Aberdeen would have to severely underperform to, to run the risk of that tonight. So I've gone for 3-0 to Aberdeen. Haven't forgotten, Barry, we want your Rangers team. It's I've hard it. to he say. You got it? Yeah, okay. he's going, yeah. I think he'll go strong. Very, very strong. Butland, back four, Tav, Golson, Balligan and Ridvan. Mm. Middle two, Lundstrom and Raskin. Cantwell just in front, McCausland and Matondo on the sides and Silva up front. Stephen, would you go along with that for Rangers? It'll be interesting to see Silva and how he does. We saw him just in the couple of weeks ago. I think it might be bang on after watching the training for the last week. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think it'll be too many wrong. A good hint. You didn't have to look over the fact. Remember Bielsa was caught somewhere else? Remember when he was... Oh, uh, was it not... Uh, I was, it was Lampard. Yeah. <laughs> it was Derby, wasn't it? That's right. That's right. It's a great. No, but I, I yeah. think you've got to approach these. Yeah. Listen, I think you, you run the risk of getting knocked out if you don't put a really strong team out. Look, I know both Rangers and Celtic have got strong squads, but I think they'll go as strong as they, they possibly can. Look, you don't know, there might be a couple of niggly injuries where they might leave one or two out, but if everybody's available, that's the team that. Um, I would go and I would imagine Silva might get a shock to the system when he turns up <laughs> he certainly will <laughs> what did you call it? Yeah, uh, the Sons of the Rock they used to uh, run about all that kind of stuff didn't they? yeah the Rock you know it well yeah, it's, yeah. I mean it's picturesque yeah. but it's not uh, it will not be the greatest place he's ever played that in his yeah, life for sure it's the most what, open stadium it is. Yeah. ever used to train there with Scotland that's right of course yeah Shall we talk about that in the programme tonight? What? <laughs> that just down in those days when training down at Yeah, but I always found that strange. Yeah, we trained, uh, yeah. we stayed at Cameron, Cameron House yeah. and then we would uh, get the bus to Dumbarton uh, and train. But, uh, to be fair to them, they always looked after yeah. us. Uh, mm-hmm. They always tried to have the pitch in the best condition they possibly could. Um, but it was it was never a bowl of green. But listen, it's, it's grass, it's, you, you're kicking a ball about. 
Here's the manager. He says he's looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to games, games who are important. Though these friendly games are for me also important, but we need to look at that moment also to get uh, as many minutes as possible for everybody to to prepare the second second round of the yeah of our of our season. So it's a different way. Like uh, now it's a, yeah it's an important game and you can only make maximum five changes. So different rules. What about Lindstrom? Some people have been on. Well, he's been on asking, is he going to be there for next season, do you think? Because his contract th- will be up. I think the manager's desperate to get him mm. tied down a new contract. I think Lundstrom wants to stay because um, uh, I, I listened to a press that he was doing. He, he feels comfy. He really enjoys it. And I think his game's come on leaps and bounds since the new manager's come in. He's became one of the, the main players, Paul. Uh, so I'm sure they'll want to sit down and, and try and get a deal sorted as, as quickly as possible it's amazing how change a manager change a fortune for the player yeah I mean I thought his Rangers uh, career was coming to an end mm. um, and uh, with injuries and he's became someone that Philippe Clement can rely on so if I'm John Lundstrom I'm, I'm looking to extend I don't think I mean where where does he go from Rangers uh, for John Lundstrom so if I was him I'd be trying to get it uh, tied up as quickly as possible can we go back to some of the other games then we'll get your scoreline predictions for the big two what about your old team Kelty Hearts playing at Air United Lee Bullen of course departed yeah, during the week the United yeah. manager list they're struggling the last couple of months uh, yeah I, I'm going to go with Stephen says earlier in the show I, I think they're I mean, he say it's an upset if you look at Kelty they'll get some decent players I think they'll go down there um, yep yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Kelty again in the next round Stephen, that's what you think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you just you, your you're on the hunt yeah. for a for a shock, and yeah. it's one you, you go. There won't be millions between the teams. Um, I put down to one to Kelty Hearts. I think Michael Tidzer's gone in there and, and did a good job. Obviously, yeah. still plays. So one of your players, wasn't he, Barry? Yeah, one of my first signings. Yeah. yeah I, do you know what? I'd, I I knew of him, but I, I'd seen him a few times. I went back and watched a few games, but he was he was ready to chuck it. He just said enough. Um, he moved to Falkirk he just wasn't enjoying it um, he was wanting to go and get a job I spoke to him I just said listen come in and train and see if you get that feeling back and I've got to be honest with you he was a brilliant signing for me um, real leader in the dressing room really good football player as well can handle the, the, the football and um, he's done really well at Kelly now he's, he's been into management um, and he's doing the, the player management role and he's doing it really well this season he sure is. Where do you want to go next then, Stephen? What about, well, Kelly against Dundee? Huge game. Yeah, as I said earlier, I don't think there's lots between the teams. I expect this one to go the distance. Um, I've put 1-1 one, one down, but I just, I think it'll be a really tight cup tie um, that go, they'll go all the way. I think Greg Stewart's been a good signing for Dundee, yeah. uh, for mm-hmm. Gilmarnock. I know Dundee were desperate to get him back, so um, that was the first first blow for Derek McInnes against Tony Dock this week so he'll be looking to add another one and uh, of course he had a couple of injuries which is not such good news that we talked about last night on the programme so you think Kelly will go through? Honestly I, I think uh, You're sitting in the fence Honestly yeah, yeah. I just think 1-1 one, one, um, maybe decided on penalties Yep Okay Barry I think it's going to be a close affair but I'm going to go command look 2-1 two, 2-1 one. Two, one. and yeah. at the penalty Stephen who's going to win? <laughs> Who do you think? 
Come on, stop yeah. sitting in the fence. Dundee. Yeah. Dundee. Oh, yeah. oh right, okay. Uh, what about... Ex-Commander player. Yeah, indeed. I know. And Dundee. I think that's and why Dundee. I, didn't. I, I wondered. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, St Mirren, Queen of the <laughs> South. <laughs> what are you thinking? Your old team, St Mirren, up against uh, Marvin Bartley's Queen of the South? Yeah, I think St Mirren, obviously, just before the break, there are a few injuries affected them. I don't think they... I think they dropped below the level. I think the break came as good, uh, good a time for anyone in, in the Premier League, so... Off the back of going to Spain, I think it's a good good game for them to get in the next round. I've went 2 0 St. Man. How do you think Quan will do for them? As I said, I think yep. I mean for him to be a, a future Celtic player, I think he's going to have to really um, make himself a regular in that mm-hmm. Man team and and play well every week, be consistent, be be one of their best players because it is, as I said, it's a strong area of the park. Um, Bacchus and Australian international, Marco Harris is the captain. Boyd Munce is having a good season. Yeah. So it's a competitive area of the park, and as I said, the early the early chat is he's he's looking like a good player and, and, and a bit of a steal. So looking forward to seeing him play. Would you reckon, Barry? Is it going to be Stephen Robinson's team who's going to be the winners? Yeah, I think some will be far too strong for for Queen of the South, um, and I think the Lees into the next round three one St Man. St Man who won the cup in nineteen eighty seven. It was Ian Ferguson, Ian Ferguson who scored yep. Uh, yep. the Remember winner that? there. Right into the roof of the net. It was. It was yep. a belter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, Left peg. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ross County against Partick Thistle, Barry. It's a, it's a grudge game, but it was so important in the league. We know what happened what, seven or eight months ago. What's going to happen? What's going to happen is I think Ross County will go into the next round. I think so. Just yeah. too strong. Yeah, I yep. think they'll be too strong. Mm-hmm. See, they're holding on to Danda so far. Yeah, he, yep. That's important that they hold on to him. He has the he's the main man. He's the guy that makes things happen there. So yeah, but I think it'll be close. Don't think it'll be an easy day for Ross County, but I just think Ross County will just nick it. Would you reckon Steve entertaining football? The manager will be looking for it, given yeah. that he said that they weren't as good as Morecambe. Um Yeah, well, he, 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 listen, he, I've seen plenty of League One and League Two uh-huh. games over the last couple of years. He's made a few signings. Mm. Uh, I think it's a hard game. I think Partick Thistle, I mean, if you're in that Partick Thistle dressing room, the scars of that game, guys like Bannigan that missed a penalty, they've been at Thistle for such a long time, big Brian Graham. Yeah. I think they'll be going up there. I think they'll take a lot of fans up there and try and put, put a wrong right. Obviously, they'll never, they'll never be able to forget that, but I think they might sneak it to the, uh, tomorrow. I think I think Partick Thistle will go through. Okay. Spartans against Hearts, and Barry, you mentioned that as a, a top game. Surprise. Yeah, I, I, again, see, see if Hearts going to think this is going to be easy. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. They, they've been a real surprise package. Um, Spartans doing really well in in League Two, their first season in in the SPFL. But again, if you, if, if Hearts put out a strong team um, and they go about their job in the right manner, Hearts take it through. And will you be looking for the team sheet? And if Lauren Shankland is in for Hearts, then yeah, I think he's not going full strength. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think they're good enough to go and make a lot of changes sure. Hearts I think they've got to go if everybody's fit and available go with his strongest 11 and if he plays you would imagine he's scores. not going and he's not going elsewhere if he plays he scores indeed he's he's dodging that one as well <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. well if he plays it's a sign that he's staying he's cup because he's cup tied yeah. yeah so we'll find out uh, tomorrow at Spartans Hearts what do you reckon I've gone for 2-0 Hearts okay. uh, we, we yeah. played we played their physical fit team tight pitch but Hearts will have too much quality and I see that Alan Forrest signed a, a new contract keeping him there until 2026 he's a talented player yes. um, as we know Motherwell against Alloa so Paul's back I'm looking at you and yep he's back he's fine 
He'll yeah, be playing yeah, tomorrow. obviously yeah. the bad one in yeah. the face, but hopefully be playing tomorrow. But um, the other managers obviously not lost a game since he went in. Mm. Hopefully Motherwell can put that um, to bed tomorrow. I think they'll have too much. I went for 2-0 to Motherwell. What do you reckon, Barry? Yeah, I can't see an upset right. here. I think, again, Motherwell will be too strong. Uh, yeah, Motherwell will win the game 2-0. That just two years ago, just now, you had a, a big home game, Alloa. Against Celtic, Celtic, remember yeah, that? That's yeah. right. Does Two it seem one. longer? Doesn't seem that long, actually. No, yeah, it doesn't. No. Yeah, it was good. We played really well in the night. Yeah. Yep. Um, Postacoglu, I was up against. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Whatever happened to him? Ange yeah. Craig, <laughs> I know Craig Moore was on here last night. It only took him thirty-five minutes to mention Ange Postacoglu. Oh, he loves he it, always does, it. doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he loves it. <laughs> yeah, I goes. Actually, do you know that uh, Andy Walker, who's got a waspish uh, sense of humour, said, "Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, I spoke to Ange a number of months ago, and I said, oh, 'Oh, I'm working with Craig Moore. Uh, have you seen him recently?' He said, 'No, it's been a long time, but not long enough.'" <laughs> since he said he was tongue-in-cheek uh, where else Inverness against Broomhill just a quick one on this one what do you reckon Steve? yeah obviously last year's finalists yep. at our expense but I expect them to, to win 3-0 against Broomhill and four for Hibs Barry no surprise no, no I, 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 I yeah. can't I can't see um, yeah four for going into the next round I think Hibs again the manager I, I quite like the manager I like the way he goes about I like the way he tries to play I don't think at times he's got the players to play that kind of brandy football but no Hibs Hibs will be too strong for Forfa I think Montgomery did the kilt walk last year Baron. Yeah. I know you'll be doing it April the 28th yep. so doing it's not that far away looking forward to it you yeah, you're doing the Glasgow one which is uh, it's selling, <laughs> selling out um, Airdrie against St Johnson final one what do you reckon? That that's that's going that to is, be a hard one yeah. for uh, St Johnson but they've certainly picked up since Craig Levine's mm -hmm. come in Um Close one. I think I'm going to go St. Johnson 2-1. That's what I've got written down. I think pre-Craig Levine, I think it'd be a potential shock, but I think he's he'll know what to expect from Airdrie and he'll get the job done. And then it's back to the league action and midweek, Barry, we'll talk about it on Monday. Mm -hmm. Hibs against Rangers coming up and St. Johnson against Aberdeen, so it's going to be a huge week. And then next weekend, St. Mirren Rangers and Celtic Ross County. It's back after the festive break, thank goodness. If no asked, there's a bit. Rangers or Celtic? I'm about to. It's still oh, about right. a minute and a half. Oh, so, so there, yeah, yeah. I thought you no, I know, I know, no, 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 no. Score lines then. What do you reckon? Rangers 3-0, Celtic 5-0. Okay. Stephen? Rangers 4-0, Celtic 7-0. Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope. Uh, let's, what kind of crowd do you think they'll be? Hope for, uh, for obviously, yeah. I think Dumbarton will be a sellout. Obviously, we've only been one stand. But I hope for Bucky Thistle's sake, there's, there's a healthy crowd in at Celtic Park. Obviously, a difficult time of year, but hopefully they get a good crowd in. I take it they're not wearing the, the hoops, because they do wear similar strip because Celtic gave them strips many, many years ago. Because Andy Walker had a picture of them yeah, playing against them. Do you see that? Yeah. He was a sub. On, on the social media. <laughs> I saw that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks for joining us, guys. Cheers. Good to be back, Barry. Yep. Yeah, good to be back. Good to see everybody again. See you on Monday. And Stephen, you'll be back soon as well. Good luck with your game. I mean, okay. we didn't ask you the prediction, but we would hope, obviously, yeah. one, that it goes ahead, and two, yeah. is it going to be a win for yeah. Falkirk? Falkirk to get through 3 1 if the game's on. Thanks so much. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's it for now. We're back on Monday at five. Have a fantastic weekend. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Talking all things Scottish football. Let's go!